0: Friends, welcome back to another episode of the BS Banter. We're so glad you're here.
1: Well, I just wanted to say that it's so nice to talk to you. We haven't talked much this week. I've been in a little bit of a hermit mode. It happens every now and then. It, it's a cyclical thing. Not that I haven't talked to anybody because I have. Not that I haven't been anywhere because I have. But just like as I've been at home, been to... So much-
0: basically, you haven't been talking to me.
1: No, I haven't been talking to everybody or anybody. Oh, okay
0: <laughs> I haven't...
1: I haven't seen the pockets. I haven't really talked to her. I haven't really talked to Allison. It was a very communicative week at the beginning. And then it just like I think I was too much, you know. A front loader. and burn. Yeah. I mean it's not yeah. we're not crashing and burning, but it's just like mm, I've just been at home painting or just hanging out alone, doing the things I do. Reflecting. Oh my goodness! Reflection. So much, so much reflection. As I was taking a break in between painting, I was on the Facebook and saw that you were doing some mixing with all of the things and the sugars.
0: Is the yes. eclair cake in the fridge now chilling? It is. Good. It is all done. Very good. This is a requested cake for Daniel's birthday every single year, and. The thing with eclair cake, because I don't really love it all that much, but I have found that if I really do a good job home making ingredients like the frosting and the um, the whipped cream, it can actually be a really delicious dessert. So tonight I did that for his tenth birthday. Hey, double digit Sunday. That's yeah. Goodness. Yeah, so today I actually printed out all of the uh, the, all, the recipe for the icing, a recipe for the whipping cream, or re- which, as you, you know, whipping cream is only three ingredients, but not everybody knows that. Uh,
1: no, ex- ma'am, excuse me, please rewind. No, I do not know that whipping cream is only three ingredients. You're giving me far too much credit here. Oh, really?
0: I thought you knew that.
1: No, I never-
0: made it. you made it on Friendsgiving.
1: Nope, I didn't make that.
0: Okay, so I'll tell you, whipped cream homemade is only heavy whipping cream. Okay. 1 cup of powdered sugar uh-huh. and a teaspoon of vanilla extract. And then you <laughs> stick it in the KitchenAid and put it on high. Vanilla Voila. extract. Did you Yes. Did I you have some. real vanilla extract? Pure vanilla extract. Pure. I think. Oof. I think so. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I you. think it is. I don't think it. I mean, it's not imitation imitation, which is what like I had the first time. <laughs> the one that was like five years out of date when we were there for friends. Yeah, Day. <laughs> and it had like a white label from Kroger. Pretty sure from like nineteen ninety nine oh. or something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. It it't so
1: appear that way for sure. yes yeah. This
0: this is actually pretty nice. So good. Very good. Anyway, see, so yeah, I got the thing done. So I printed them because I have this little tin recipe box in my kitchen. Yeah. And I'll put like nice thank you notes in there. Little like Pat Smith gave me a recipe for something. So I put that stuff in there. And so then for things like this that I'm going to try to make very consistently every year, I'll put it in there. So just the special things. Okay.
1: Yeah. I I know I looked confused because... I think at the beginning you said thank you notes, but I think you meant mm-hmm. recipe cards.
0: No, I meant both. Okay. Yes. Then I'm just still confused. If someone if someone writes me a very wonderful thank you note, okay, I'll put it I'll put it in there. Okay. So say I make someone a meal. I got you. And they send me a note. Yeah. I keep it. I can't I throw that away.
1: But that's mixed in with recipes.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Live your life. I know. I have, okay, so I have a similar thing. It's just, like, in my room where I keep, like, birthday cards, thank you cards, other cards, memento things, like, I, well, but I just, the recipes are in their own place, I guess is what I'm saying. But you know what? It's your house. Mix it all up if you want to.
0: Well, okay, so, like, one of the thank you notes was from Gretchen because I made them a meal after one of their parents died. Yeah. And then I... So she sent me a really nice thank you note, and it was, like, cut, like all the white space was filled. Like, she said a lot, and right, it just yeah, yeah. meant so much to me. And it's because I made a meal that right. I kept it in the recipe box. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Now I have been enlightened. <laughs> I understand. Very good. Yeah. And she Here. bought me an apron. So I keep oh. the apron, like, on the hinge by the back door, which is near the box of recipes. I see. So it's related in my mind. Like, yeah, I'm cooking. They're thanking me for my cooking and I'm putting it where the important recipes go. I got you. Do you wear an apron always when you cook? No, not always. Like if I'm wearing a, a shirt that I don't care if it gets a little something on it, I won't wear one. I I don't know. I guess it kind of depends my mood. Right. I would say mostly. Yes. Right. I am never happy with how aprons fit me. And you're going to think I'm nuts, but that's actually one of the top five reasons I wanted to lose weight is so that I could fit really well and really cute in an apron. Okay. <laughs> but I think even at my size, I should be able to find an apron that fits me properly. And yeah. I mean, like comes up high, right? Yeah. Like comes up like high enough here, yeah. but doesn't, doesn't pucker or right stick out. Yeah. And that one that hits me right on the hips and maybe even hugs around my hips and doesn't look like I'm like five times too big for this apron does that make any sense it's starting to I want to make an apron that fits <laughs> me I haven't done it yet okay well maybe maybe this year you know I'll get around to it that could be a goal for 2021
1: wait I don't like to wear aprons when I cook I only wear one when I'm grilling because I'm don't want crap to get on my like stuff from the grill to get on my clothes or when I'm shooting a a video for the channel. Other than that, I don't wear an apron. Interesting. I just don't like it. And I don't like the ones that go over your neck. I just wear like the little half
0: apron. Hey. Brittany, let's talk about this for a minute because I don't understand those. Okay. Like why around your waist that covers the top part of your pants and not (laughs) up here where there's actually going to be things that get on your clothes?
1: Because I don't care about this part. I I don't care about, I don't care about the upper part. I just care about the lower part. And to me, it makes sense because I'm not like when I'm using the grill, I'm not using it at like eye level or chest level. I'm using it at my, my... uh, hip waist my yes thank you waist oh gosh
0: i'm using it (laughs) you got one on me finally all right Ah, ah, Ah. yes i've been waiting for this moment my whole life (laughs) your whole life it seems like a long but i'm using
1: three months i'm using the grill at waist level so to me the uh the apron should be at waist level. I'm like doing dishes. That's at waist level. The
0: water gets everywhere. Cause I get excited when I wash dishes. So it goes everywhere. Okay. My great grandmother yeah. had a waist mm-hmm. apron like that had a cute little pocket. I can, yeah. I'm I pretty sure she made it herself. Cause it's so like, so cute. But my great grandmother was just a sweet little yeah. itty bitty thing. So yeah it doesn't quite fit me I'm sure like it fit her but it's got this little pocket and there's a little (laughs) tissue in there that was her tissue that I can't like get rid of because it was her little tissue she lived to be like 90 like a real
1: tissue like or like a handkerchief
0: no like an actual Kleenex tissue (laughs) I know I can't I just can't do it anyway so the other day I really wanted to wear this of hers yeah but I just don't understand like the hip only uh apron so I pulled her apron instead of wearing it around the waist I brought it up uh, over my rib cage (laughs)
1: okay so that it covered your shirt like you wanted it yeah okay
0: I mean it wasn't cute
1: but it it worked I think I like the waist apron also because it makes me feel like more like I'm in a restaurant like I'm just like a short order cook back here like
0: whipping people up eggs and stuff so see i want to feel like june cleaver
1: oh so okay no nope, not at all
0: i want okay. the actual apron apron
1: okay so this makes need- sense you want to be the 50s housewife and i just want to be the the cook back there in the grill going give me some scrambled eggs crack them no you <laughs> stupid idiot can't you make them right no, now well, i mean i wouldn't go that far but just
0: like <laughs> <laughs> okay fine that might just be who me. knows. If they can't make a scrambled egg, then maybe I'm gonna yell at them, you know. I am so glad we're talking about <laughs> apron <kitchen> things. <laughs> Aprons, kitchen things, because I've actually prepared a list for tonight. Oh on ways that I think everyone can kind of soup up the dining experience in their homes on regular Monday through Friday. Meals. I hear you. Are okay, you ready, is ready for this, this? Is this gonna be part of our new life hack series? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Okay. Good. So these are things that I actually do. These are not things that I'm suggesting that I don't already have in full-fledged practice. So, okay. and this can make your eating experience at home feel at least one whole step higher in like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So first all of it. all, shred your own cheese. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you're going to make a salad Shred your own cheese because it's delicious, it's moist, it's not dry, it actually has some flavor and mm. it, it takes like a minute and a half, really. And mm-hmm. if you sh- if you shred two blocks, it might take you three minutes. Mm. And then you put it in a container, stick it in the fridge, and you have ready-to-go shredded cheese. Right. Okay. Next thing. <laughs> Keep <laughs> Make your own ranch dressing and keep it on hand at all times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or another type of dressing that you would have regularly. So right. okay. whatever that would be. It's so easy to make just about every dressing. Make your own ranch dressing, have it on hand. Okay. okay. The next one, not everyone is going to like because horse sauce is either a love or a hate, right. but you know, I love it. So, You're all I about sauce have, in general. You love all yes, sauces in general. Yes. Yes. So horseradish sauce. You just get ground horseradish or you can get cream style. You add more or less sour cream depending on how hot you like it and for fun I like to add a decent amount of deal weed because it gives it some green I love that mm-hmm. it's like you're at a five-star restaurant mm-hmm. we've talked about this one before frozen or buy fresh baguettes cut them yes put them in a freezer bag stick them in your freezer you can have <coughs> fresh bread every single night alongside of keeping warm butter in a dish on your counter at mm-hmm. all times Never I 100% let yep Yes, never let the warm butter get out, and then you have to serve cold. That's not nice. Nobody wants that. No, and it, it's not warm spreadable. Butter. It's not
1: spreadable when it's cold straight from the, the fridge. So you have no. to have the butter on the counter.
0: On the counter, yep, room temperature. Yep. And here's another little side life hack. I always buy the more expensive butter, like oh. the – like the Name heavy, brand? that extra creamy or the yes like a good good butter for the bread only and then I cook with like Kroger brand
1: sure okay okay wow so you got two you're telling me you got two types of butter in your house one is bread only thank you very much
0: yes yes okay okay next thing yeah always have something sweet in your cake pan whether it be some cookies or some brownies or a cake or something. Keep something sweet in the cake pan. Like you mean times. like a, uh, the serve the
1: thing you would serve a cake in? Yeah, like a you know a glass cake thing. pan. What is that yeah. called? A cake pan. Oh, I thought a cake pan is a thing you bake the cake in, like it, like it, like a round eight-inch cake pan. Is that not called a cake pan?
0: I don't know, but I I call the pan or like a dish a cake. Like I put the cake in there. It has a glass lid. It's yeah. there for whoever wants it. I call it the cake pan. Okay. All right. So something sweet in there at yeah. all times. Okay. okay. Non-food related. Always have a candle lit while you're cooking. Okay. Have some music playing. <laughs> Soft lighting. <laughs> yeah. And if you do nothing else, make your bed and have clean counters. Those are my tips.
1: What? When you said above all else, it made me, it harkened back for me to above all else, trust me on the sunscreen
0: (laughs) we were all together as a family and listened to that my mom was there oh what an experience my dad I think was there and I think everybody had a little bit of like a tear in their eye at some point listening to that thing from start to finish oh the episode or the song the song itself oh okay yeah
1: I'm sorry I just do not have that experience with that song
0: you didn't give it a fair chance,
1: I don't think. That's because you made me read it. You made me read it.
0: <laughs> okay, On I suggest podcast. listening to it at your own time.
1: Yeah, I still have not I don't think. Um, I, I like your, your very last things that you said. The candle, I agree with 100%. I usually try to light well, I mean, I don't light one while I'm cooking, but if people are coming over, <clears throat> I have a candle. I light it like when we gather at the table because that like, I don't know. It's not, it's not weird. It's just like, we're eating this meal together. This is the, my sister jokes and calls it the unity candle. Um, <laughs> but it's not, it's just the candle that we burn when we eat dinner. My sister who has complained about the fact that I just always say my sister and I never say her name. So my sister, in case everyone has been wondering what her name is, is Carrie. C-A-R-I. Hello, Carrie. C A R I. thank you very much. Um, so there you go. And you'll just go back to being my sister. Um, but I also, I like the candle, but I also really, really like the make your bed. That I have really, really tried to do, I think is just a way to like, if you, you know, this idea of like these small changes that we can make in our life can make a big difference. And a small sustainable change is doing something like making your bed every day that could lead to other things. It can create this effect where, like, okay, so you do that one thing and then you do another thing that gets you closer to maybe, I don't know, just where you want to be in terms of like, well, I don't want to feel like my life is crazy all the time. Okay, well... Do some things that make you feel like you have a little bit of control, like make your bed every day. And then when you come back and it's like there and it feels so nice to just like take the blankets back, like turn the bed down and get
0: into it once it's made. It's like, Oh yeah. Make your bed. You're right. Make your bed and clean counters. I don't know about you, but my, my kitchen is constantly in use. I'm Mm. making breakfast and cleaning up breakfast and then making, lunch and peanut butter and jelly and the breadcrumbs and the jelly stick into the counters and it just feels like (laughs) Mm ah. so if I can keep my counters clean I feel much better about everything yeah so yeah so I just wrote a few of those things down and I wanted to share with my friends because I think those things make a big difference in my life just yeah I think having some homemade ranch on hand yeah homemade ranch just don't like bottled ranch do you or are you a ranch No. Well,
1: okay so this is interesting that you asked me this because we've had this conversation this type a lot which is that I don't buy anything name brand okay so I've okay. been okay so I've been buying Kroger ranch I'm like yeah whatever I mean it's fine but it's not like amazing to me well then my mom was coming over one time and I was like oh we're out of ranch will you bring some And she got the Hidden Valley, not sponsored episode, by the way. She brought a Hidden Valley bottle of ranch. And I was like, oh, oh, I should be buying name brand ranch because the taste is so much better. You don't think so? Okay. Well, that's fine. (laughs) All that per...
0: per (laughs) I... I have had Hidden Valley Ranch. I've tried Kraft Ranch. Actually, really I actually like Kraft Ranch okay. Yeah. I've even had like the Kroger brand ranch. It's fine. Yeah. But there's just something extra wonderful about homemade ranch. And I don't mean like homemade in that I've, you know, I'm using fresh dried herbs. I mean like the Hidden Valley Ranch dry Back. seasoning. right? That you can either get in packets at Kroger or you can get, get in bag. like the jug at Sam's, which is yes. what I do and it's very simple it's just in the way that i do it so i put three tablespoons of ranch ranch like the dry mix one cup of milk stir it up so it's nice and blended and then add one cup of mayonnaise mm. stir it up it's done it's yep. not hard yeah so, is it the same consistency as hidden valley ranch it's a little bit it's a little bit thinner mm, okay and okay. i like I mean, ranch. not watery, but I do like a thinner ranch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, see, the, the difference, <laughs> it's funny I asked that because from the Kroger brand ranch to the Hidden Valley ranch, the Kroger brand is a little bit thicker. I don't know why. But then switching to back, you know, now having tasted of the Hidden Valley, I mean, I not like I've never had it, but I just haven't bought it for myself. I was like, oh, Hidden Valley has this, it's a little bit thinner. I think part of, I think that is
0: something that makes it better. I don't know why little life hack. You could just add a little water to the bottle, shake it up. Of the Kroger brand?
1: Yeah. I tried that. It didn't work. It, it didn't. It didn't, it didn't do right. <laughs> it didn't do right. Cause <laughs> I tried, I thought, wrong. oh, this is not as good. I'll try to add some water. It didn't work.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. very good. Very easy.
1: Yeah. It is, that so. doesn't sound very easy. Only three ingredients, much like the icing that you mentioned or the whipped cream or whipped. Yes. What was it? Whipped cream. Cool whip,
0: whipped cool whip. cream, whatever you want right. to call it. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. And I did buy cool whip to have just in case I messed it up because yes, there have, did. there was a time I tried it and it was hmm. just not setting. Oh. And I don't know what I did. And now that I'm looking back on it, I probably didn't keep the mixer at high mm. enough speed for long enough. Yeah. Cause it took a minute. Oh yeah, a couple minutes to get it right. So yeah. So now that I have yep. summed up my um, souped-up dinner yep. experience uh, list, and you've had a couple of minutes to think about it, do you have any to add for your for your <clears throat> own self? Mm.
1: I think. I think the biggest thing that I would say is just, um, well, I mean, I'm not gonna, these are not my own ideas, so I just want to start there. But one uh, one principle that Julia Child really uh, believed in and really comes through when you read her cookbooks or you watch any of her PBS um, uh, episodes, which you can find on YouTube, so I encourage you to go seek it out and you will be amazed. Um, is just, she just always encouraged people to use like fresh, good ingredients and then just like, don't overcook them. Like don't do too much to it, you know, like Mm -hmm. good produce and things like that. It will, it has its, it has its own thing, you know, you don't need to do a lot to it. And so that's one thing that, um, I think about a lot is just like, you know, just roast the broccoli you know, like olive oil, salt and pepper, just roast the broccoli. It's delicious. Um, So I guess in that, in that sense, it's just like, do simple, do the simple things. Well, like just make a really good roasted broccoli or just like make a really good roast chicken, you know, kind of thing. She just always encouraged people to not be afraid to try to cook. Right. You know, I think we've said before or maybe I've said before that that's where the name from our YouTube channel came from was this saying of Julia Child in her Mastering the Art of French Cooking in the in the like preface she talks about like if you're in the kitchen alone and you drop the lamb on the floor like no one's going to know pick it up wash it off and keep going and it was just this idea of just approaching cooking with like gusto and without being afraid to mess it up because you probably will, but you just have to like pick yourself up from that and keep going. Right. And so that's what we called it. Who's to know, because she was like, if nobody else is in the kitchen, who's going to know. And so we kind of changed it a little bit to be who's to know. Um, But I really, I really believe that like, you know, stuff falls off the grill. I pick it back up. I put it to the side. I wash it off. I eat that piece. Nobody else has to know, you know, like
0: fine. (laughs) Right. And I think that's like with the little tips that I gave, even if you do just about everything else poorly, if you've got some good homemade ranch and some freshly yeah. shredded cheese, yeah. like how bad could it really be? That's it's not right. that bad. Ranch, yeah. ranch
1: covers a multitude of sins, a multitude of
0: errors. <laughs> it really does.
1: Yeah. I well, mean, and it, also like if the food is also bad, like the mood, the setting, the company, the tone. Yes can really make up for that too. I mean, you know, I've had some of the most horrible meals ever, not like necessarily people that I houses I go to, just in general in my life. Yeah. But, you know, we weren't gathered around for the food, we were gathered around for each other. And yeah. the reverse is true. I've had really great food and like, you know, I mean, you think of going to a restaurant, and you have really good food, but usually if it's like upscale, you don't have the opportunity to be maybe with a bunch of people necessarily. And so it's like, you miss out on that aspect of the sharing of the meal together with a bunch of people and the
0: right the atmosphere of that. <clears throat> yeah. And I do try to create this culture in our house, you know, it is going to sound a little 1950s, but Dennis comes home sometime around five or so. Mm-hmm. And so around four, you know, the kids get up from their naps usually by then. And we start this hour-long process of getting ready for dad to come home. Yeah. And so it's if the bed's not made by then, it's get the beds made. Right. Yeah. Pick up the toys. Yeah. Turn down the lights a little bit. Get mm-hmm. some sort of aroma going in the house yeah. as far as dinner. Right. Um, and just kind of like create this atmosphere in the yeah. evenings of like uh peace. Now, that's not to say that sometimes when he comes in I am overwhelmed. Right. Over it. Overstimulated mostly. The noise level in my house. So, I, and I I texted this to Allison, and I'm like, if I could just figure out how to handle the noise level without wanting to rocket into outer space.
1: I've I've I've
0: told you. I've told you. Just get yourself some
1: headphones. can't do that. I, I <laughs> listen, it doesn't cancel out everything it's not like you suddenly can't hear you will be able to hear a child falling down the steps because you will hear a and then you know right you experience
0: this with me right yeah but um
1: yeah yeah I know I don't know how you I don't know how you deal with the noise but I I do appreciate here's what you said to me that didn't sound 1950s what it sounded like in this preparing for Dennis to come home, waiting for dad to come home, is this idea of you're just preparing, Oh, (laughs) you're just preparing your house for someone you love to come into. You do probably kind of a similar thing if people are coming over, right? You get the lights, you light the candles, you tidy things up because people you care about are coming into your home and you're trying to create an environment that is love, that is peace, that's welcoming. So it doesn't sound 1950s. It just sounds to me like hospitality.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But I think a lot of people interpret that like, oh, you're going to roll out the red carpet for the man. How special. It's not that. It's just that, you know, if I come for if for some reason he's got the kids all day and I come home and dishes are in the sink and there's toys all over the floor, I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I mean, this sounds like stinky, but what have you been doing all day? And I do it all day. So obviously I know, (laughs) but it's that, you know, mom's coming home. Let's do the same. And he's, you know, this is pretty good. I'm not saying it's like that every time. It's just that I know that feeling of coming into chaos. And with a three-year-old and a one and a half year old, who's pretty frustrated most of the time.
1: Grumpy, grumpy. If there's
0: anything going for Dennis, when he comes home, It might be that there's not 5,000 matchbox cars and blocks in the car or in the floor when he steps out of his car and into the house.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's the little things,
0: you know, and, you know, and it's, it's also
1: what it shows is that you're thinking about him because you're thinking about like, well, I wonder what kind of day he's had and maybe, you know, and maybe you don't. And he has had this like whole other experience of his day that maybe, you know, about maybe you don't. And then he comes home and he's just got to, you know, for better or for worse, kind of forget about it and have a whole nother day kind of like at home with you guys in the evening. And I mean, it's like that for anybody who works outside the house and comes home in the evening or for anybody who is at home and that person comes home to, right? These experiences are the same, whether it's a man or a woman who's like coming in from having worked all day or whether they're working at UPS or they're working at a grocery store.
0: I mean, it can be an abrupt transition. Like when you and I went to Tennessee, we got home and he'd been there all day with the kids and it was like, you, you get out of the car and it's like, Mm. oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I haven't taken care of y'all all day and I'm not going to start now. It's five o'clock. Like, you know, it's like, it's, it can be a little abrupt. Yeah, it is. You know, they're so happy to see you and they've missed you and they love you, but it's like, (laughs)
1: oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like. So Yeah, and in that sense, like, and I don't even, there's no one even here when I come home. The cat is here. But in some ways, like, even if I'm going, like, from work to somewhere after work, it's usually at least 30 minutes. And, and so sometimes I'm really glad for that commute that I have, like, if I'm coming over to your house, or if I'm going to Allison's house, or anybody's house, to use that time in the car to just reflect just to be in a silent car, not that work is a loud place, but just to be quiet. Right. And so even part of that is part of like this week of like not sending Marcos when I'm on my way home from work or or like in the morning, I'm like preparing my mind, to like go to work or to come home from work and to leave work at home and, and then come here and try to focus on like making my house nice so that one day, again, maybe people can come over here and there's not a sander on the kitchen table, um, you know, and a six foot ladder just hanging out by the stove.
0: Yeah, the
1: time will come. <laughs> the time will come, right. It'll so, be so sweet. Yeah, it will be good. So yeah, I think- yeah taking those pauses sometimes in between one thing from another, one thing to another uh, has been something that I've found that's important for me to do
0: um, to be able to like move from one thing to the other. Yeah. I mean, okay. So Daniel turns 10 this weekend. So I've been a mother for 10 years, Mm. but I have only been a mother to more than one child for about three. Mm -hmm. And then I had another one after Mm -hmm. her. So right now, I've got a three and a one and a half year old. I would say my biggest challenge in motherhood mm. is handling the noise and the constant demands mm. and the. Uh, I mean, sometimes this, that this is what happens in five minutes. She's coming down the steps and she slips and so she falls. And then the baby um, can't find his passy or his blanket, so he's yelling at how bean bean he calls bean for blanket and passy, <laughs> and we don't know why, but they're both interchangeable being don't know I don't know so anyway she's crying because she fell and he can't find his passy and then um and so then I comfort the one thing and then he then has found whatever he lost and and then he bumped into a wall and so now he's screaming about that and it's just like this constant um uh, demand that I deal with things like really quickly and really fast and I'm a slow processor as you know so maybe I'm reading a recipe or maybe I'm following directions or maybe someone has texted me a problem they're having or I don't know maybe I'm just trying to get the bluetooth to connect to my phone so I can play more noise in my house I don't know Uh, but it's like round out the other noise yeah I have a hard time like taking in all of the input you know yes and hard same hard same (laughs) it can make me grumpy and very short-tempered yeah and I spend, you know, a good bit of my day just feeling a little bit guilty because when someone's like, Mom, 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 mommy, mom, mom. ma, 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 mom. I'm not like immediately on first address, like, yes, honey, what would you like? You know, like I'm yeah. I'm like hoping the noise just goes away, but then it doesn't. And then I'm like, What? <laughs> 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 what do you want, child? <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. I got out a little bit today and it was very quiet in the car Mm -hmm. and I texted him and I said, okay, so I've got some groceries delivered to the house. They're sitting on the front porch. I'm going to head on out. I'm going to head to Florida. No one's going to know. Y'all be fine. (laughs) He said, is there any reason why you can't pick me up? And I said, actually, no, Daniel can handle it. It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) So. But it turns out I'm not in Florida. I'm right here. What's so and great instead... about Florida? <laughs> well, it's warmer there. But instead, sure. I just went through the Chick Fil A drive-through. I settled for a frosted lemonade and headed on home. So
1: yeah, you know, sometimes that's just enough. It's funny yeah. how these like things, um, just like you treat yourself, whatever. But just like, just a little thing like that can make you feel like okay, like. I'm okay. Like, I'm okay. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But I definitely have those things like that, too, where I just think, okay, I'm okay. I just had a little chocolate or something. I don't even know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. And
1: good.
0: tonight, after I mixed up that fresh batch of frosting, and I tasted it, and it was so good, Britt. Like, I don't know if I've ever had homemade chocolate frosting.
1: Oh, okay. Mm.
0: It was so good. And I was like, wow, it this is this is really good and so Dan- Daniel came in and he tried it and he goes mom it tastes like just like ice cream and I'm like you're right it does huh interesting it's just like this little little thing that I did today for my kid's birthday cake it's not a standard cake but it's an eclair cake and it's standard like standard you know like cake and icing but yeah, yeah, no, you know, I know. which of that an eclair cake you can make so basic but if you really put some effort into it, like you were saying, like, yeah, I think it's going to be amazing. So I'll let I'll I hope you save me, saves me some. Hey, I know. Might have some leftover for Saturday it was also my
1: birthday this week. So you could save a little. Just a little and eclair is actually one of my favorite things. I wasn't going to mention it in case you felt like you had to make a second eclair cake, but it is probably one of my favorite desserts.
0: Well, okay. Whitney's making you the requested cake. And I'm going to bring, I'm going to smuggle in oh, you a couple don't need squares.
1: To you. She won't, she won't, she won't mind. Trust
0: me. Mm-hmm. Well, if there's any left. Actually, I'll go ahead and cut you a square. At least one square. Just a little. Just, I'm not talking a lot. Just a, just a, mm. I want to know yeah. if you like it. If you think all that work was worth it. I need to know. For, for
1: sure. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Well, so I've made like semi-homemade chocolate eclair before, which is like I make, I use
1: like the jello pudding mix. I do that. I put the Cool Whip. I do the graham crackers, but I use like chocolate frosting. But it's hard to get the that frosting on the, um, if the frosting is not liquid or semi-runny, it's hard to spread that out on those graham crackers.
0: I thought it would be too, because, you know, the graham crackers shift, right. but yes, what I did cool. is I put like two or maybe three big like scoops oh. and I just kind of like slung it down on yeah, it yeah. and then I took a spreader like you know, oh. an actual spreader. spreader yes yes and I just very gently mm-hmm. move that you icing got, around
1: you got the right tools you probably got this little trowel thing that's flat and then yes. it's like and you know it's got a thing where the handle's up see I'm just over here with like spat- a knife. A butter yeah, knife, a knife, a butter God. knife. Listen, listen. Mm-hmm, the time I'm thinking of that. I made this eclair has been over ten years ago. So sister knew nothing about cooking, knew nothing about nothing, and so it's a miracle that she even was attempting to make this
0: eclair from from semi scratch. Okay, so we give these recipe blogs all kinds of heck because they just talk on and on oh, yeah. and on and on.
1: They and we have get so to.
0: annoyed. They have can okay, I tell you about this? Me, well, no, but before okay. you do, I want to tell you that I actually took the time tonight oh. to read the explanations for right. this icing. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, it was yeah. really helpful. Okay. Now she didn't go into why she loves it and it's her great grannies and, right. and Yeah. She went into like just flat out tips like okay. number one, I can handle room that. temperature butter. Number I can two, handle. sift your your powdered sugar and your cocoa powder like yeah i would have never ever ever shifted it if she hadn't told me to me that information
1: would be contained in a recipe that's worth its salt because it would say the recipe would say a stick of butter at room temperature you know what i mean or it would Uh say Oh, do not get me started on my high horse. We have to bring Allison in here when we talk about this if we want to, which is that modern day recipes are just completely garbage. Like it will be in one step. It will be like five sentences and five actual different steps. And that's step two. And I think that's stupid. If it means you have to have 20 steps, I'm getting, I'm pulled out of the soapbox. If it means you have a recipe that has 20 steps, make it 20 steps. But each thing that each individual thing you do should be its own thing, in my opinion. So a recipe would have told you sift this, sift that. You wouldn't have had to read her explanation about why she loves it so much about That's
0: very, that's very true. Solid point. But I'm just saying, if I would have just read her recipe, I would not have done it. Right. I actually, before tonight, didn't even know why you sift those things. Right, right. Well, see, then that's one of
1: my main problems with recipes and the blogs, is because
0: they're, in my opinion, incomplete. Yeah, well, I mean, if you read a... Okay, so some recipe lately that I read, one of the steps was something with... uh, (laughs) noodles or chicken but either way <laughs> they just assumed that both of those things were already cooked but they never told you like cook it So I'm like, so didn't I'm... say cooked chicken it did it just said add chicken like, and in i'm like ingredients it didn't say no it wasn't like so when i got to it it was like cooked chicken and i'm like oh, so I needed to have this already cooked. Would have been nice to know. Didn't know that. So then it was, you know, because some things you throw in not cooked. Right. Some lasagna recipes you put in hard lasagna noodles. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Don't do that. I don't like that.
1: Okay. Noted. But anyway. I won't do that the next time I make lasagna.
0: Do you do hard noodles? Like the oven ready? I've, I've never made a lasagna. It's too much food for me to eat. That's true. That's true. And then even if I make
1: a half batch, then I got to freeze half of a half batch.
0: This is a trick that I found after many, 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 many lasagnas. Yeah. To get that perfect bite like Brett. Oh, yeah, yeah. That stacks up all the layers. Like just sits on your fork perfectly. What's the trick? You you mix ricotta and cottage cheese. You don't just do cottage cheese. That's a no-no. And you don't just do ricotta. You mix a little bit of the two together. Yeah. Okay. And I think that makes the best cheese mixture. Just my opinion.
1: Thank you. I'll keep that in mind when I make my lasagna. Um, But people get feisty about their lasagna. So (laughs) it's almost not worth getting into.
0: (laughs) It's really not. So that is
1: my main problem with the recipes that I feel like they're incomplete. And then it's like, then you end up having to rewrite the recipe like as you go, or it's like, well, I print this recipe, but then you gotta add all these notes to it. And then it's like, what good is it? And so that's why, that I know where I was going now. So that's why when I go and I look for recipes, like I try to use like Alton Brown, people who actually like are on the Food Network, Ina garden, like people who will like give you all 50 steps of a recipe that are necessary. I want all
0: the steps, don't leave anything out. So, and I also want to know why, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this recipe today, she was like, sift your, yeah, uh, cocoa, yeah, whatever, yeah, and yeah. your powdered sugar. Yeah. And she said, because it's naturally lumpy and nobody wants lumpy no. icing. And I'm like, people oh, hate them. Why didn't you say that? Because then I'll, I'll do it. Because if she would have just said sifted, I would have probably just skipped it. Right. Yeah. I need to know, <laughs> like, why. Why are we doing this? And when they say, just add one teaspoon of whatever at a time, I'm like, why are we doing this? I need to know why. I need to know why we're putting steak on a hot hot, hot pot. Tell me how
1: the watch was made. I do want to
0: know. how. Why? Why does this work? Because it's important to me. I need to know the science. I I love it. I think that is the heart of a scientist right there.
1: and, And really, bakers and even cooks, are in themselves kind of scientists in this way of you're adding stuff and you know how stuff reacts when you do this or when you don't do this. And so, yeah, that's at the heart of science is just wanting to know why stuff does stuff.
0: Yeah, okay. So like meat, everybody, well, not everybody. I think a lot of people that deal with a lot of meat know that you can't put a piece of meat out of the fridge, slap it on a hot grill. And I think Rachel Ray even was like, it'll kind of like, I forget what word she used kind of like, ah, what are you Ah, doing to me? And it, it doesn't do what it, it. yes, it should, it doesn't do what it should. So you can tell someone don't put a cold piece of meat on a grill, but if you don't say why or what will happen with the end result, why would they ever take the time to pull it out an hour or two before? Right. Um, Yeah. I think the recommendation is 30 minutes, but honestly, my my beef especially is out for hours before i put it on the grill
1: good good to know and i think exactly that on the other end is letting the meat rest before you cut into it for heaven's sakes people listen to nothing else in this
0: episode but rest the meat you know how much it matters that meat rest so much, even if you don't get to, because I pulled a pork butt off of my smoker last night at eleven yes. forty five p.m. Me
1: and the smoking yesterday, and
0: I set a dang alarm for two thirty a.m. Yes. to go back downstairs Oof. and put it in the fridge after oh my it plenty of time to rest. Oh my god! Alarm like a newborn baby, Britt. I know when you told for me a that, pork butt <laughs> for a pork butt when you
1: told for me a that. Butt in your Marco that you set an alarm to get up. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I was like, that's dedication. But also that sounded so terrible to me. So like I couldn't see anything worse and I love pork butt, but getting up in the middle of the night to deal with it. No, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, I had that smoker going all day. And at four o'clock, I texted Allison and I said, can this thing be done by 1130? And she said, oh, easy. So I put it on there. Yeah. And I watched it all night. And by 930, I was so tired. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. 1030. Oh, my gosh. And finally, at 1130, I was praying to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, please let this pork butt be ready. Please let it be nice and tender. Please let that thermometer slide in it like butter so that I can put this thing on the counter and go to bed yeah and you know what it probably could have used 30 minutes more it didn't matter at that point I pulled it off wrapped it up really nice and tight left it on the counter and I came back to it at 3 a.m because I slept through my 2 30 alarm I said "Mm." three o'clock I came to it put it in the fridge so it's fine we're gonna have that tomorrow night for Daniel's birthday with some smoked chicken too. Ooh, yeah. And I'm going to make some homemade barbecue sauce. Okay, okay. And some homemade white Alabama sauce. What is white Alabama sauce? White Alabama sauce is a mixture of like mayonnaise, some brown mustard, some apple cider vinegar, horseradish sauce, which you know, I love. I know you love um, it. Worcestershire sauce. I don't know how you're supposed to say that, but I prefer to enunciate that one. And some like smoked paprika and other things, mm-hmm. but it's really really good. So, is this like a known sauce? Well, Mission Barbecue so- serves it. Okay, okay, gotcha. and that's how I found out about it. Okay, Mission Barbecue, and then you found um, like a recipe or something for it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Uh, I didn't know what it was called. I just, yeah. I think initially I looked up just white barbecue, like white. Like, white sauce for barbecue or something right. like that. So, it is and that's what I found. It's kind of a whitey yellow okay. color. Because the mustard. We, it you color. came over for brisket the night that Allison smoked it. I made it that yep. night. Okay. Okay. But I don't know if you tried it.
1: I think I might have, but I maybe thought it was just horseradish sauce.
0: Maybe. maybe. It might have been heavy on that, but that oh. night it was really good. And one thing that I found as, like, a must-have ingredient is enough pepper if okay. you don't put sometimes with like salt and pepper I'm kind of like huh. like if it's in the mix of like all these other things I kind of just feel like what's the use? right but honestly with that sauce enough black pepper mm. makes or breaks it okay good so yeah We are so sorry for leaving you guys so abruptly but we did decide to cut this episode in half so that we wouldn't tie you up this week for over an hour and 45 minutes so thank you for listening as always we love and appreciate it so much and we just invite you to come back next week for part two and thank you so much guys